Hello, fellow Cannabinerds. As you may know, we release Cannabinerds on Mondays. It just so happens that this week's episode falls right on 420 2020. What do you think of when you hear 420? Where did you hear that from? Where do you think that term comes from? If you're like me and had a prerequisite notion that it had something to do with the police, you may want to think again. And tune into this week's episode where we unpack exactly where 420 comes from. Thank you for listening. Welcome, everybody, to another great episode. I am David. I have Rachel over here. Hello. Whiskey, our producer, is napping in the corner, loafing and napping at the same time. As always. That makes this cannabinoid. So thank you for joining us. We do appreciate it. We have a great episode coming up. I'm on the edge of my seat (laughs) because we're going to learn a few things about 420. Because as you listen to this... If you listen to it the day it is released, it will be 4.20. It's actually 4.19 right now, so we have one more day. One right. more minute, depending on what you're talking about. Anyway, fantastic. So where did 4.20, like what? what is 4.20 for those of us who have no idea what 4.20 means? Oof. If there are people that are listening to this and do <laughs> not know what 4.20 is. You, you know, if you're just listening for the first time, you may not know. Right. So... A lot of people have speculated. I mean, it was kind of interesting when I found, when I was researching what the story behind it was. But what what's 420, though? Okay, so a lot of people will speculate, you know, 420 is widely recognized as a day or, at, or even a time where people who enjoy cannabis consume it. So on for April 20th or at 420, mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of, I mean, I've been hearing about that since I was... Yeah, it's highly associated with cannabis. Right. 420. But is that the code? No, so that's one of the things that I saw was some people thought that 420 was the code for police officers to say that there's pot smoking in progress. But it turns out that it started with five teenagers in the 70s. I believe it's five dudes from San Rafael, California. Okay. And they were just teenagers and they would go out and hang out at this wall at their school and smoke pot. And they called themselves the Waldos because they would hang out at the wall, which I think is fun. Like, where's Waldo? Yes. Where's the Waldos? Yeah. Oh, just go over to the wall. Yeah. So they they heard this rumor that there was a Coast Guard member who supposedly planted some pot plants and was no longer able to tend the crop. So in their minds, they're like, oh, free pot. So they are excited. And there's even rumor that there's a treasure map Ooh. written or drawn by this Coast Guard member. Okay. okay? Like X marks the spot kind right. of treasure map. They have burned like edges Goonies. in the parchment. It's kind of, it made me think of the Goonies. And you it roll it up like a scroll. Face. Yes, Wal- probably. From the Waldos. Yes. They, okay, these Waldos, did they have round glasses and a striped white and red t-shirt? I mean, I don't know. Maybe that was their uniform. It wasn't a t-shirt. It was a long sleeve. It was a turtleneck, I'm pretty sure. A turtleneck with a little uh, sailor cap to keep the ears warm. With like a beanie that was red and white striped. So these four Waldo looking characters. Five Waldo looking characters. if I was topless right now, you you wouldn't be hearing any better than this. Right. (laughs) 
Exactly. I'd still be stuck at Whiskey, the producer. But anyway. <laughs> so they, these Waldos, five Waldos have a treasure map. Or they know that it's, or they think that it's out there. I'm not sure. Oh, they're, wasn't. they're in search for the treasure map. I don't know. Okay. So basically, they wanted to find this pot. They wanted to find the free cannabis. And so they would meet after school, but they were sports like they were oh boy sports yes they did sports and so sports got over around 4 420 and so they would meet after practice at 420 and so it became a code when they would see each other it was in front of the lewis pasture statue so they originally called it 420 lewis so they would they would just or louis maybe i think it's louis 420 louis anyways they would say that to each other in the hallways as they passed as kind of a reminder like hey don't forget to meet at 420 mm, okay and they would pile in a car and smoke some herb <laughs> and go look go looking go searching which sounds like a blast i'm just picturing five dudes dressed as waldo <laughs> roaming around the neighborhood cruising on their pinto or whatever it was uh, in the 70s just looking for a treasure, a treasure windows, map. Down, windows down smoke coming smoke, out the window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to find a treasure map but let's be clear from the road in the car anyway go for it clearing this waldo dressing like that they're dressing like waldo is complete speculation so let's okay let's keep it with the facts okay keeping with the facts <laughs> complete speculation side note we don't really know if they weren't in waldo costumes i'm 99.9 percent prove sure. it we're kind of scientific I need to prove. I've seen some photos. I need evidence. So. All right. They never did find the pot. I'm not surprised. (laughs) There was no, I don't know. But they did coin the phrase 420. Do you know of anybody that had smoked pot and like remembered where they put stuff? I don't know. (laughs) I don't want to say that I'm one of them because, yeah, no, I I totally forget where I I put things. I feel like you're in my, our friend. Who likes oh, to organize she. the house, and then when when she's had some cannabis, and she puts stuff in places, and then when you know the next day arrives and there's no cannabis, no one really knows where those items are, even though it made sense at the time. So it the funny thing sense, is, why. is this person remembered the next time cannabis was involved, where all those items were when organizing while on cannabis previously. <laughs> Yeesh. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Digressions. So anyways, the, the term 420, they dropped the Louis um, and they started just using it around their school and everything just as a way for teenagers to talk about it mm-hmm. without their parents or teachers knowing. So it just kind of became, you know, a code in their community. Okay. But then these guys ended up being pretty connected to the Grateful Dead as far as, I guess, one of the Waldo's dad was the real estate agent for all of the dead. Grateful deads? Yes. And then another one of their older brothers was really good friend with the bassist of the Grateful Dead, which eventually this he got his little brother a job as a roadie. So okay. he ended up being on tour. A Waldo the, roadie? Or it wasn't yes. a Waldo? He was, he was a Waldo. A but Waldo he, roadie. Oh, he got a job through his brother. As a roadie. Okay. For yes. the, with the Grateful Dead. So I'm imagining being at a Grateful Dead concert and then I see Waldo up on stage setting up and I'll be like, there's Waldo. You found him. Put you your books away. You, you don't have He's to right ask there. where Waldo is. You don't need a magnifying glass. He's right glass. there. Yep. Let's get some, to some Grateful Dead tunes. 
Okay. So they would be backstage running around. I'm assuming he had his friends come along because they kept referring to they. Okay. Were, you know, running around. And every time they'd see somebody smoking a joint or whatever, they would say, hey, 420. And it just became spreading around that whole scene, which, you know, the Grateful Dead was very influential. Yes, absolutely. So then we hear of a man named Stephen Bloom in the 19 or in 1990 around Christmas time. He was at a dead concert and he was, it was before the concert where all the deadheads would just kind of hang out and kind of pregame, I think. Okay. Like a backstage green room. Or are we talking? No, about? this is like out in the crowd and oh, okay. he got handed a flyer that said, we're going to meet at 420 on 420 for 420ing in Marin County, and then it kind of gave more information. So he sees this, and he's like, what does this mean? It's code. But he was a reporter for High Times. Oh. And so he figured this out, and then started putting it out there through his, through High Times. Yeah. Correct. Um, And yeah, it spread quickly throughout the world. When talking about CBD products, there's only a few types in a saturated market, like isolated, broad, and full spectrum. And there's limitless options to choose from. It's hard to know where to begin. TheHempJar.com solves this with hemp paste. Hemp paste retains all the phytocannabinoids and preserves terpenes, flavonoids, and canaflavins by not extracting, but by using the whole flower and MCT oil. Super simple and effective. Yeah, this review from Kevin, he says, I love hemp paste. They use the whole plant instead of extracting only a part of the good ingredients. Their way of processing gives me all the great ingredients in the hemp plant. When I take it, I feel much more at ease and balanced after. It tastes great, and if you want to really have a health indulge fest, go to the chocolate bar with hemp paste added in. Millie says, love this product over oils. We've tried quite a few, and both me and my husband feel this is absorbed better, and we like that it is the whole plant. The processing of the plant leaves a much smaller carbon footprint, which is so important as well. Husband uses it for arthritis in knees, and me for occasional anxiety and insomnia. Works well for all of it. Hemp paste from hempjar.com delivers relief and delivers it right to your front door. Give it a try with 10% off any order with code CANNABINERDS10 only at thehempjar.com. Now, I mean, we even have, there's two universities that were mentioned multiple times, and one of them is CU Boulder, Colorado Mm -hmm. University Boulder, and then the other was University of California, Santa Cruz. They both boast that they have the biggest 420 celebration, the biggest cloud of smoke, basically. Who can do smoke signals the best to each other (laughs) across the company? So I company the country. (laughs) We know a couple people who went to Boulder, and one of them being my sister, and then another one, my best friend. And I was just asking them about their experiences with 420 there, and they both just said the same thing. It was just all so many people. It would start off; everybody would just be lounging around the whole day. April. So you're in this park in the quad at the college. Okay, like the big grassy area. A grassy knoll. Okay. Um. So we're just lounging out on picnic yes, blankets. Yes, but then once it started getting closer to 420, people were bringing out boom boxes and drums and food, and it was standing room only. And then 420 hits, and they both said it was 
it was like the biggest cloud of smoke above this uh, whole uh, area you've ever a big seen. Big old mushroom cloud. Yeah. Under and there the was, drum circles of hippies and dreadlocks. Yeah. Or just anybody who likes cannabis. Or anybody. Well, this <laughs> was back would in the come, 90s. People would come from all over. Yeah. This is when it was highly illegal mm-hmm. and they would have police officers around, but they were just there to keep the peace. They knew there, like, there was so many kids. You, there was no stopping it, really. So they just oh, kind yeah. of hung you can't out and fill the jail sale, cells. <laughs> Say that. Feel the sales. Fill the sale. So you say that you can't fill, fill the, cells. the jail cells with all those people because there's thousands, right? Yeah, and there's, so there's students. Just like, and... You just gotta be okay. Just don't hurt anybody and do what you do. It reminds me of Nimbin, but we'll we'll get back to that in Australia. Yeah, Nimbin was very similar. I feel it was, but it was like that all the time. It was always 420 in Nimbin, Australia. It was a little mountain town with crazy colored houses and. It was a dry dry area, apparently. There was not alcohol supposed to be sold or consumed mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. but pot abounded. It was just everywhere. I wouldn't say it was exactly like the field, the grassy knoll no, of 420. their Mardi Gras festival. Was, they did have a Mardi Gras festival, the world's largest joint. And it was a fake joint, but it was huge. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And they carried it around the... It was like the, the float, the big old float. But that is what my friend who went there, she said... This is what she said. It was epic, as you would imagine. Hundreds of people crammed together, hovering under the most massive cloud of smoke you've ever seen. I think the thing that stuck out was the ridiculous joint slash blunts people would bring, like blunts the size of cigars full of keef, cross joints with multiple tips, etc. So, and then she said, on the downside, we would always see several people pass out because they weren't used to so much THC. Right. But, and... But yeah, she just said the cops would be around on the outskirts, but more just to keep the peace, not get anyone in trouble. And mm-hmm. so it sounded like it was a fun time. And then everybody would just be super high and go up to the hill and just grub down because that's where they have all the really good food. Oh, up on the hill, which is kind the of street. like the city center. Yeah. Pearl Street. I yeah. Think so I'm assuming, I don't know anybody that has attended the Santa Cruz, but I'm assuming theirs was pretty epic as well. If you're listening, give us a call. Moving along from... It's now pretty well known, 420, because High Times put it out there. Grateful Dead was talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Is it an actual police code, though? I know you said that was... I'm, I'm not sure if it's the police code for it. I did see, see rumors. I don't know if it became the police code after, which would make sense. But I also don't know if... What's the point of having a code if you're saying that? Everybody's <laughs> going to know what you're saying. Oh. oh, shoot. They saw the pot I was smoking. <laughs> oh, geez. Put it out. Then it did say... Eventually, in 2003, when California codified the medical marijuana law that the voters had already passed, the bill was named SB 420. So what? <laughs> these Waldos really had an effect on this world. I'm just thinking of the uh, the lawmakers there that they actually have a little sense of humor to put that into the bill itself. That would that would be nice. No, yeah, I don't I'm feel just like a lot of lawmakers to... probably have. Maybe. Maybe they have the best senses of humor. Yeah. So next time you pick up a Waldo, where's Waldo book, you will remember. This is going to remind you of 420. So they did say, though, you know, with this, there are other tales of the origins of 420. Oh. But they have, the Waldos have proof, proof that they used the word back in the 70s. They have safely tucked away in a vault in San Francisco Bank, their original 420 tie-dyed flag. And a newspaper clipping 
where one of the members discussed wanting to say 420 for his high school graduation speech. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. And they have postmarked letters between the group filled with 420 references. So it's just kind of fun validating. There's actually a picture I found on, I believe it was the History Channel Mm -hmm. uh, website. And they had a picture of three out of the five Waldos holding the tie-dyed flag so that you could see they were proud. That's awesome. I just want to know where that treasure map is. I know. I feel like we could find it. Do you think those plants naturally grew and seed or, uh, you know, flowered and reproduced and seeded and there's a whole field somewhere out there and there's a treasure map out there relatively close where X marks the spot to a field of green? I would like to think that. And It'd be inside like an oasis. the field, there's a crop circle. And oh. in that crop circle, there's five Waldos with round glasses, striped shirts, and beanies. <laughs> that was very speculatory, but I really like the vision, the visual. Yeah, yeah. I can picture this like, you know, like in Land Before Time, when they entered in, the dinosaurs broke through and they entered and they saw... The Paradise, what was it even called? Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. The whole movie's like a wasted land of rocks and desolate everything. And then uh, what was the T-Rex's name? Yeah, he was always chasing. They finally get to that oasis of wonderful, the promised land, basically. Yeah, but it was completely surrounded by cliffs, basically, so you can never see it. Mm -hmm. I bet that's what it's like. Yes, a little rainbow in the distance. You have to push through a cave. And then you get out the other side and it opens up to this world that is... And everything's fine. And there's waterfalls. Yeah. Constantly watering it. With the little rainbows. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm also picturing Avatar. Great movie. Avatar 2 coming out soon. Uh, in like another year. You know, that's sooner than when it the first Avatar came out. Correct. So we're over the halfway point. By a few. But anyway, thank you for that, Rachel. I really appreciate that. Now a little, I know a little bit more about 420. Yeah. If you want to know about 420, we'll have links for you in the show notes. You want to know something interesting? Yeah. In one of the theories that people had about why 420 came about, somebody linked it to Hitler's birthday because apparently 420 is Hitler's birthday. And I was like, why would anybody think that they would name something about cannabis after that thing? I'm not saying cannabis is a drug, but Hitler was on a lot of drugs. But I don't think it was cannabis. I don't think that had to do anything with what he was on. But anyway, fascinating. Kind of bringing it down. But No, I'm just saying, it's just funny. I mean, if you can laugh about the fact that you'd think that somebody would be like, yes, I'm going to call it this for this reason. Never mind, take that. (laughs) Well, if you want to learn more about 420, we have a link for you in the show notes about the origins of 420. Not just that one article, but we have a couple. And yeah, if you want to follow us or get in touch with us, you can follow us at Cannabinerds on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. And you can go to CannabinerdsPodcast.com if you want to get in touch with us. And we hope that you have a wonderful April 20th. Be safe. Don't share and pass the pipes around, guys. Let's... No puff puff pass right now in 2020, in this spring of 2020. Don't do that. Yeah. And just be safe. Yeah. Just be responsible. Date, as our friend said, date the cannabis. Jacubus? Mm-hmm. Yes. Cannabis is like a woman. You must treat her 
with yes. respect and be gentle. Smell it. Smell her. Smell the smell. Oh, I'm totally botching that up. It's it's roughly like that. It's though. basically just woo it. Don't just jump right in. You know, don't don't, don't be right. passing out from too much THC. Don't do that. Too much of anything's a bad thing. Right. Too much of a good thing is a bad thing. Right. But thank you for joining us. We do appreciate it. And we will catch you next week. Toodaloo. So, as you all know, we are cannabinoids, and that means we absolutely love bringing the cannabis industry to your ears and all of the details that come with that. But we also love your partnership and support. A lot of work goes into creating each episode and keeping it free for everybody. You can support Cannabinerds continuing to do that by becoming a Patreon. Becoming a Patreon for Cannabinerds comes with several perks like ad-free episodes, bonus episodes, and even some sweet Cannabinerds t-shirts and hats. To become a Patreon, head over to CannabinerdsPodcast.com. Click on the Patreon button. It's that easy. It's been amazing being a part of Cannabinerds, so we invite you to join us so you can be a Cannabinerd too.